You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 122 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says that every rejection is just a form of redirection since God has predestined you for victory. Joining me on today's show is Sharon Kim. CanPlan is a revolutionary planner made to help patients and caregivers fight cancer day by day. Now, after losing her mom to sarcoma cancer in 2014, Sharon used her pain as fuel to propel her into her purpose of giving other fighters a chance to have a different end to their story. Now, on today's show, Sharon is going to share Stop Chasing Outcomes, Start Celebrating celebrating Moments. She's going to talk about how Jesus was always talking about the reverse economy. In order to lead, you must serve. In order to receive, you must give. And in order to truly know yourself, you must first lose yourself. She's also going to talk about do what you love is a bold command, one that doesn't come from her mouth without proper caution because the pursuit of love always requires a sacrifice, whether it's in the context of a relationship or a passion. We're going to dive into that uh, as well today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, look, you are so very welcome. So CanPlan, a revolutionary planner, that was a planner that came out of a creation, if you will, of a need that you saw when you were walking that journey with your mom and, and nothing really was available uh, to support you and helping manage what goes on when you're a carer, obviously, looking after a patient. Is that how CanPlan came about? Yeah, so um, I was a caregiver for my mom and just entering this world of cancer headfirst has just been such a eye-opening experience in terms of the healthcare industry and just the room for improvement yes. um, that that industry has. And so um, basically after my mom did chemotherapy, her doctor sent her home to hospice and gave us no options and kind of just left her there to pass away peacefully. Mm. And, you know, I just couldn't take that as the end. Yes. I I wanted to revive my mom and actually help her towards recovering. So it was through that, um, mm. just being able to track her medications, her her mood, her symptoms on a daily basis, and really being able to find trends in what was working and not working in her treatment plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how Camp Plan was created. I did this with my sister. It helped to keep all of us on the same page, working towards the same goal. Mm. Um, and it also showed my mom, you know, like, hey, this is working, like, and gave her hope. And yes. so I just wanted to create a product that would give other fighters a chance to have a different end to their story. Yes. And 
outcome can plan. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, very, very sorry, um, you know, to hear um, the story of your mum, but uh, isn't it wonderful now that uh, you can celebrate her life uh, and help other people who, you know, sometimes we go through journeys and situations and challenges, incredible challenges, that we identify that there are certain areas that we felt that we needed support, as you mentioned, from medical practitioners and, and, and other, um, other areas as well. And it's that situation that causes us to think, you know what, there's no one else doing this, nothing else is created. I'm going to create that and then spearhead that in memory of, of your mum and then being able to help uh, others who are going through this as well. And at the end of the show, we'll certainly share with others how they can get a copy or get their own can plan uh, as well. So you say stop chasing outcomes, start celebrating moments. Speak more about this. Yeah, I think in any young entrepreneur's life, you know, you, you make goals and you set expectations for yourself to reach those goals um, at a certain time and you give yourself a deadline and and you realize that once you get to that goal you're still not satisfied mm -hmm. it's always at the next goal or at the next level that's when i'll be happy and so i found myself in this trend of getting to each goal but not feeling fulfilled mm -hmm. not experiencing that happiness that i was expecting and I realized that if I set my happiness on an expectation or an outcome, mm. I will never be happy. Because I think if you are doing this right, if you're in this growth process, you will always be in process. You will yes. never actually get there. or sh You shouldn't feel like you're ever there. And so it's really about enjoying this process, getting fulfillment from the, even the pain of the process mm -hmm. and understanding that that pain has purpose and it's going to lead to growth. And so being welcome to that pain um, and open to that pain, that's, that's really what I've learned yeah. after so many disappointments. Yes. So what would you say looking back, and I think insight is uh, one of the greatest teachers if we allow it to be, because some of us will look at a situation where we may have had a number of failures and look at that um, and have it unfortunately impact on our self-worth that we think, well, we're never going to achieve something unless, of course, we le learn from that and look at it as an opportunity for growth. So looking back to some of those situations that didn't quite have the outcome that you wanted, what was the biggest lesson other than the one that you've just learned that was so important? Stop chasing outcomes, start celebrating moments. However, have you shifted some of the approaches that you've done that have just helped you continue to really build momentum? What were some of the greatest insights for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think rejection in itself teaches you a lot. When you, when you hear no, um, and you really experience that and you kind of personalize it in a way, mm. uh, you know, there's so many times I went to different hospitals and they were like, no, that's not what we're looking for. I, I took them and I personalized it and I said, I'm not worthy because they didn't find my product product worthy. And so just kind of allowing separation between my creation and myself and, mm. and kind of seeing that as separate things you know yes. the creation is being manifested through me it isn't me mm -hmm. um so plan doesn't work out if that's not in god's plan for me i can't tie myself worth to that yes. and i have to understand that he has a bigger plan for me um and so that was a pretty 
hard lesson because you will face so many rejections. Mm -hmm. um, it's really inevitable. I honestly believe that you either win or you learn. I don't believe in failure. Mm -hmm. um, so every failure is a, a learning opportunity. And as long as you can get that lesson from the failure, you're, you're heading towards your goal still. Yes. Um, and I did realize that there's just such a stark contrast between the spiritual world and the business world, you know, and they do often clash. Like I found myself in a lot of positions where I had to ask myself, it, am I giving up my value to obtain a certain outcome quicker? Um, am I kind of cheating myself to the top? Mm -hmm. And so I think when you have God in your life, um, you really have to learn to be disciplined and have those spiritual disciplines in place in business um, and being okay with saying no to what may seem like a great opportunity mm -hmm. to get your name out there, but really that opportunity has nothing to do with your purpose. It has no benefit to the people you're actually trying to serve yes. um, and constantly pulling yourself back to, to remembering why you started this business in the first place. Mm -hmm. Is it the profit or the people? And God calls us to, to help people. Mm -hmm. And so falling back in love with, with that and just constantly reminding myself that it's okay to say no in business and um, to walk the, the narrow path because God blesses that path. Yes. Great, great insights there. And I think sometimes, you know, when we do take a step back and really define and remain clear and aligned with our core values and say no to opportunities that we know just does not fit into that. And as you say so beautifully, um, those opportunities that didn't pan out, those no's that you've got just gets you closer to the opportunities that uh, really are going to uplift you, your business, and, and obviously allow you to make the impact that you really want to, to, to make. I love the way that you said Jesus is always talking about reverse economy and that the examples we gave in order to lead, you must serve. And he calls himself well, a, a servant leader, doesn't he? A king, yet uh, there he was washing his disciples' feet. In order to receive, you must give. So what are some things that you've learned and the insights that you want to impart? And maybe there's things that you've seen as Christian entrepreneurs or other business owners that you think, you know, the results that you've been able to achieve or things that have just made a huge impact for you as you're continuing to grow your business. And you realized taking it from that biblical reverse economy has really allowed you to leap forward in, in leaps and bounds, if you will. What are some of those insights? Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of what I just talked about. Um, you know, I think I, I started this business at a point where I didn't have a strong relationship with God. And so a lot of my values were, were confused. And um, I really thought leadership looked a lot different. And that's because I was influenced by so many horrible leaders. I worked um, mm -hmm. just in the Silicon Valley and it's so fast paced there. And I understand um, the demand, it's high and mm -hmm. you really get influenced by that. And you start to think that, you know, leadership means you have a title. Leadership means that you are working for the profit and you're, you're looking to be served mm -hmm. rather than to serve. And so I think maybe a year into my business, that's when like, I really just 
deepened my relationship with God. Um, and everything looked different. Mm. I felt like I was honestly blindly walking into this and everything became clear. And so, you know, I had a team um, initially when I started and I really had to just reevaluate myself as a leader. I didn't want to lead them to a place I wasn't equipped to go mm. to. And so I took some time off to really just develop myself and dive deep into the word, see what it says and prioritize that over what the world was telling me um, and learn what it means to be a leader and really what that looked like was serving, mm -hmm. you know, being last to be first. Um, and so just, I felt like getting back to square one and building that foundation that I really, really needed. Mm -hmm. it, it changed everything. Um, and I feel like the influence that I've been able to have now, it's so genuine and it, it comes from a flow that I can't even explain. Yes. Um, before it was just like working, working to get to the next goal and there was no enjoyment in that. But now it's like joyfully mm -hmm. serving and joyfully remembering the people and developing the relationships with, with my customers and um, the people who follow me on Instagram and just really finding satisfaction in, in that process. Um, Sorry, I kind of just rambled on no, there. No, those are such valuable lessons and I absolutely, um, you know, agree in that, you know, when we look at various styles of leadership, particularly, uh, you know, more the autocratic where I'm the leader, you need to do what I tell you to do because that's just my title. Whereas I think as leaders, if we realise that every one of our team members, whether they're contract, whether they're full-time, part-time, they all have gifts and skills and, and abilities. And if we nurture that, if we create an environment where people feel uh, valued, that they're able to contribute, that it's a safe space for them to speak up and share their ideas, I think as a leader, when we manage that uh, well and, and create that environment, our team is better impacted and enabled to create opportunities for themselves, for their business, that we would never have hoped to achieve were we micromanaging and putting so much pressure on ourselves and everybody else that they just feel um, yeah, stifled in, in the work. So if you look at the both of the different approaches, what are some of the things you notice in the style that you now, you could call it a servant leadership style that you see in yourself and also in your team and, and some of the things you've noticed in, in the outcomes and the people that you've been able to influence and impact? Yeah, wow, that's a great question. Um, the first one and the most prominent one I, I think is that I spend a lot more time listening. Um, or I think I'm just kind of naturally extroverted and so I, I feel compelled to speak even when I don't know what I'm going to speak or if it's going to add value to the silence and so honestly when I do that I'm just making noise and so I need to like step back and really humble myself and and learn that I in order to lead I need to keep learning and in order to learn I need to listen and so really having mentors in my life to, to teach me how to listen well, that's changed everything. Um, and so a lot of the meetings is just me sitting there listening to my team. What, 
I forgot to mention, I'm now rebuilding a team from, from scratch and it's been amazing. We've been able to get so much further in such short amount of time compared to, you know, the leadership style I was trying to lead with before. And it's just been amazing to see God work in that. So definitely listening would be a key one. And also, yeah, trusting the people that I choose to come onto this team to do the best work that they can and um, really pushing them into leadership positions mm -hmm. and saying, my job isn't to, to make you a follower, it's to make you a leader. And so how can I do that? How can I best bring out those gifts that you have um, so that you could pour it into this business and into the people? Mm. And that's been amazing because they they feel compelled to just take up tasks that they wouldn't normally have taken up and um they feel inspired and motivated to to come and and work for these people um and just the dynamics of the relationship it's it's still genuine and authentic mm -hmm. we're able to have difficult conversations um if we need to we don't you know, if there's a disturbance in our flow, like we will all stop to, to analyze what that is because mm -hmm. we can't move forward until we deal with it. And a lot of times I feel like people are scared to have those conversations that are uncomfortable. And so that's actually pretty common in a lot of the conversations that we have. Mm -hmm. And that just reflects in the business that we are now running and it, and the customers can feel that, you know, when we are, being advocates and when we're showing an example of what a trusting team dynamic looks like mm -hmm. the business itself it grows because it speaks for itself yes and, and i think there's just so much power in just the fact that we are we are we have a business that fulfills a specific need mm -hmm. a need that um a lot of people didn't even know was there until now yes you know it's kind of just teaching them hey there's a better way to do this and we have that and this is the vision mm -hmm. um and we're going to clearly paint where we want to go with this vision yes. and how you can get there too yeah i love that i love the way that you also um have said that the environment you create enables your team to contribute and, and often then spearhead ideas and things like that i think that's one of the greatest lessons of listening i mean how often do you go to business meetings where the leader will sit down and says look we need to to uh, map out this or come up with a solution for this this is what i think give their uh, opinions and what it actually ends up doing is shutting down a lot of the other contributions and brainstorming. And as you said, it's good to sit back, open the floor up, invite people to share, and then from there, the opportunities and the brainstorming, the things that, that people can often come up with are, are just incredible and you can continue to grow. Share a little bit more, if you will, for, for people who are listening and, and viewing, they may be in a similar situation where you're in, in that they have a, an incredible solution that is available, yet the industry uh, has never really seen or heard of something like this solution. So you really need to educate uh, an awareness that you know this is a available so there's there's no need if you will there's a need but it's not a need that is desired because they don't even know that this exists so what are some of the storytelling that you've done or some of the strategies that you've used to create that story and that conversation and, and open that up for your ideal clients what have you done that's really working well for you yeah 
great question. Um, a key, just something that's been working really well is targeting key influencers in this cancer community and really educating them and focusing on them in terms of teaching them how to use a planner, teaching them, you know, um, getting them excited about it and really pouring into them so that they can create content. They end up taking the planner, making it their own, showing it mm -hmm. to their followers. And essentially we're breeding other leaders in that cancer community. Yes. Um, and it's just been such a profound spread in, in where this planner first started and where it now is because of the various contributions that people keep adding um, to the planner. You know, when they take the planner, it's no longer mine, it's theirs and they make it their own. And just seeing them take that and uh, use it as a creative outlet and expression for it, um, it's been amazing. And so also giving people the space to do that as well and creating like specific hashtags like hey if you you use the planner if you want a, a shout out or on social media um like starting kind of like a movement kind of like what you did i i saw that you started want something similar and so that's essentially what these influencers are helping us do mm -hmm. and what we're trying to to invest in um and also just staying on top of creativity myself and like understanding that there's so much I have to learn and so much I can continue learning. And so I make it just a devotion to keep learning. Like every day I will read, I will research on cancer um, and make it so that I continuously stay on top of of the trends mm -hmm. um, of the cancer community and become knowledgeable in various areas that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also social media has been amazing. So really understanding the audience that you're trying to speak to, um, what they're comfortable with and, and how to, to start a movement on social media mm. has been really helpful. Yes. You know what I, I'm seeing myself too in that, you know, gone are the days, especially in the in the area, if you will, that you're working in. I mean, the, the, your ideal clients are the people that you are here to serve and support with CanPlan. They're, they're already either dealing with themselves with the health issues or a loved one. So the whole dynamics in that needs to be one of, of compassion, of, of education as well. So there's that you know, there's the, that whole area that you need to deal with. But I love the way in which you're building relationships with people who are having that conversation they may have experienced themselves so that they are aware of what others are going through and they're continuing to share that story and what's helpful in a, such a, an authentic way, I think. You know, gone are the days where we just blast our content and, you know, buy this, buy this, but rather um, go where your clients are have the conversations, if I can use the word interject, but in a very nurturing, caring, inobtrusive, if that's a word, the right word, way, that people will say, oh, what's this? What's going on? So it's not like a real, you know, direct hey in your face, but rather participating as part of the conversation that they're having. It's a huge lesson for many entrepreneurs. If we can yeah. find a way to be able to do that, and, and for you, you've used influencers, 
what better than to have a third party of someone who's very well known already having quite a few followers that can share an image and, and you know, a success story or how this has been really helpful. That is volumes, isn't it, if someone speaks about your product or service that way? Yeah, I actually wanted to add on to that because it just sparked an idea and like, I don't know, I completely bypassed this, but um, I've been trying to start discussion boards on Instagram, on our camp plan Instagram, so that we provide an outlet for them to to start those conversations with not just us, but with each other. And so once a week, I'll post, you know, like, um, explain like your the difficulties of being a parent with ca with cancer mm -hmm. and um we'll just see a flow of comments just getting poured in and and so in that sense we actually don't even have to answer most of the comments because a lot of people will read that and answer it themselves and be like hey me too this is a struggle i'm dealing with how can we connect how can we work together in this and and so like you're really just giving them a space to build their own communities and find mm -hmm. support from each other and empowering them to do that i think that's really powerful because everyone has a story and mm -hmm. everyone essentially wants their story to be heard mm -hmm. and so um i think it's our job to provide a space for that yeah love that and and i think uh for many of us who who have um clients who or not even just clients a community of people who are there who can support one another and as you say share their stories and hear other people's stories creating that platform and sometimes it is creating a space asking some questions you don't even have to contribute as you said you might just pose a really good question that continues to just build that momentum and I think when when you're able to do that within um, you know your space or your platform if you will that's a great way to get your brand name out there in a non in a non pushy salesy way if you will because you provided it's like opening up the doors inviting people in and creating a space in which they feel at home, feel comfortable to able to have conversations with others who who have been um, experiencing similar situations and experiences. And I think once you have that, that's something really special. I'm sure that you look at these conversations going on sometimes and think, wow, it's just so yeah. humbling and honoring that they would have this conversation through through what we've, we've asked, you know, through a question that we've asked. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I posted a discussion board and just seeing over a hundred comments on that one post. Uh, my heart just sang, it danced, honestly, because you know when you are an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of sources. Um, and so like your time is very limited. And so when you see just a way to get people to talk and spread your, your vision and your word for you, mm -hmm. um, that is amazing. And then you see them just really, living out the vision yes you feel so fulfilled yes. and and finding a way to do that i think is is the goal for mm. entrepreneurship and, and to really start a movement yes and i think um especially with people today and, and millennials coming through they are very much moved and motivated by causes things that are aligned with their core values and i think that for businesses small not you know or even larger businesses it is so important to really be clear on your values live them out they can't just be expressed on your wall and no one lives and breathes it has to be a core function especially with us as core you know christian entrepreneurs if we do say that we're a christian business or you know our values are this we need to live it out we need to actually live it out be it 
um, so that everybody who is associated with us experiences those core values. So important. Let's talk about do what you love. It's a bold command, as you say, and one that doesn't uh, come from your mouth without proper uh, precaution. So tell us, do what you love. Why is that so important to you? What are some insights that you've learned that we can uh, certainly be empowered through hearing you share today? Yeah, I I love the topic of love. Um, it's so unfathomable. It's just, it's mind blowing almost, you know, when you really sit down to think about it and, and tear it apart because only something as crazy as love can make you take that leap um, and say, you know what? I, this will guarantee sacrifices on my end, but it does not guarantee any success. Only love can can make you think, okay, that is worth it. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you you start off on this journey and you enter these deep waters and you realize that it's not safe there. And there's so many, you know, painful moments, rejections and, and setbacks. And, and if you don't have love for what you're doing, mm-hmm. you will never survive. And it's in that process that so many people give up. They, they realize that the dream isn't worth it, that you know, safety um, is was actually a lot better. It reminds me of the story of just like the Israelites when they're brought out of Egypt and they're like, God, we, what are we doing here? You know, in the wilderness, we want to go back to being slaves. And I feel like a lot of times we do that with ourselves. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to go back to being a slave to my job, to that abusive relationship that I had, to, to something that was running my life. And, um, and so... I think it takes a genuine love um, in order for um, a vision to be manifested. Mm-hmm. It's a genuine love to help the people and to, to empathize with them, to see yourselves in them and to allow them to see themselves in your vision too. Um, and just growing in that love. Um, that's that's essentially what God calls us to do. Yes. You know? Yeah. So agree. You know, sometimes what I say to people that, that are trying to tap into that, to, to really define and get it to a statement that when they say it, it just drives them and it pulls them forward. And it's often the, there's a term and I can't recall what it, what it is, but you know, when you have two circles and you cross them over together and right in between where they interconnect, there's a a, a piece there that's right there but anyway so on one side it's your passion your love what what really drives you what you're passionate about and on the opposite end it's what really peeves you off it's when someone says something whether it's an industry and it might be you know the status quo that really just fires a, a you know it ignites a fire if you will in the pit of your belly that you just cannot help but speak some truth and life into that and when you your passion and your love and your you know your stand for what pees you off those two and the, the connection of that can drive you forward that's your why that is why you get up and, and if you get a rejection you will get up because you will stand up and speak on behalf of those who don't have a voice you will get up because you love the fact that you're making such an impact and I think once yeah. you recognize that as you say when things happen that you think oh okay that you just know I'm going to get up and do this again tomorrow because somewhere someone needs to hear that message, somewhere someone needs this can plan and um, the stories that I'm hearing and the feedback that I'm hearing of how much of an impact it's making on their lives 
of their loved ones and who they're supporting makes a huge difference. And and once you understand that, that's really what really drives you forward and pulls you forward. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Yeah. So share Amazing. with us, um, Sharon, what's uh, the best way to connect with you? And if someone is listening and watching today that really can see that this campaign could really be something that supports them as they're going through the journey, either themselves or with a loved one who has cancer, what's the best way for them to connect and get uh, a copy or get one of these campaigns? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to add that um, we are expanding campaigns so that it it could benefit not just cancer patients, but anybody going through um, either like a health issue, a mental health issue, like depression, anxiety, um, anyone that's faced with a Goliath and they need, you know, just something to bring out their inner hero. Yeah. That's, that was yeah. a new Bring out their inner David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a new theme that we have for the, the brand new version that's actually coming out at the end of this month. So, cause we sold out. And so, wow. We've been waiting on these things for over two months. Um, but you could find CanPlan on mycanplan.com. And we're pretty active on Instagram and Facebook mostly. So Instagram is at CanPlan and Facebook is CanPlan yeah, as well. Fantastic. And it's exciting, isn't it, as you continue to launch and really expand out a product as you're continuing to have conversations with people who are using that, then there's opportunities for you to expand. As you say, you're now expanding into other areas where you know that when you tweak and, and add some elements to your product, you can serve and support others in that area too. And I think sometimes as business owners, we can forget, we can really miss out on some of the feedback that really directs the you know how we continue to evolve our product so it, it's great that you're continuing the conversation in the community it's the best market research that you can do isn't it create a community yeah. where people really feel cared and supported but also a community you can tap into and ask some really great questions and get some feedback that yeah. uh, previously would have um, had many many uh, months if you will of uh, market research and things just at your fingertips so uh, it's been great to be able to share and have you share this today and I wish you all the best. One of the things I'm doing, Sharon, for all of our guests is just finishing the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? I would that's okay. amazing. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Sharon today. Father, you know, from the, the situation that she had with her mum and supporting her mum through her journey of cancer, Father, that um, she was able to now create CanPlan and, and bring that out to support other families and now even to expanding into their areas of other health and, and wellness and other situations. Father, we just want to ask for your continued guidance, your continued blessing on her and her team as they continue to roll those out. We pray for also to her clients who are using those uh, CAM plan planners. Father, we just uh, want to uphold you and so, you know, as business owners, we can often be faced with various challenges, but when we lean into you, when we refer and uh, really dive in and lean into your word, there are answers uh, in, in your word and in, in the support that you continue to show us as we continue to grow kingdom businesses that honour you in every way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for sharing your journey and story. You know, I think there are so many incredible business owners, um, you know, young, young ideas or not so young ideas. And 
I think just developing and sometimes, you know, we all often tell ourselves when things don't turn out as planned, well, you know, I'm not made out for business. But as you said so beautifully, sometimes it's just a matter of stepping back, changing things up, trying again, having another conversation. And, uh, you know, through you sharing yours today, I know that you've inspired uh, hope and possibility in the lives of others who, uh, like you, really have an idea and they want to impact uh, the world with, with their products and their services too. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an amazing opportunity and I hope that, I hope to encourage anyone going on this journey to be resilient, to do it in love and to just follow God um, wholeheartedly and to not be scared. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.